So um, uh, speaking of Christmas, uh, Christmas is two weeks away. I do this every week just in case you're unsure. Christmas is two weeks away. Um, quick Christmas quiz, uh, quiz, Christmas preparation quiz, really. Um, so hands up, who's done all of their Christmas shopping? Not most, who's done it all? Wow, that's a disturbing number of organised people. Um, and <laughs> That's right. And, and there are other people looking around like, you weirdos. Uh, but there's a lot of people two weeks out and done. Who's got their house all decorated? Or as decorated as it's going to be? Yeah, okay. Okay, wow, this is a very organised group. Who's got all of the food planned for Christmas? Who knows what they're eating on Christmas Day, who's buying it, where it's coming from. It's because your mother does it. That, doesn't, that does not count. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. All right. All right. Right, okay. Troyden knows what his mother's doing for Christmas. That's well done. <laughs> who's feeling at peace? Who's feeling at peace ready for Christmas? Uh, a few less, a, a few hands. It's a harder question, isn't it? You find yourself thinking, well, actually, I know about presents and I know about food and, and I know about, you know, all that, but, but at peace, I, I haven't really thought about that. I'm not sure. There's, there's so much going on, it's hard to know. Or maybe you're even thinking, peace. What does peace even look like in my life at Christmas? Because it looks different for each of us, doesn't it? For some people, we think peace and we think about our physical health. You know, if I'm well, I'm at peace. For some of us, it's about our jobs or school or uni. You know, if that's, if that's in control, if I'm on top of things, if the boss isn't giving me too much of a hard time, that's peace. For lots of people, peace is about their family. Are my kids going okay? Are things all right at home? Are me and mum and dad getting on okay together? That's peace. For some people, peace is about their finances. All those extra things to buy and extra money at Christmas. Are, are, are we, you know, we going to make it? Are we going to get to the end of December with anything left in the bank? For some people, lots of people, it's a mix of all of those things and probably some other things. I spent some time Googling this week, what does it take to find inner peace? Because the internet knows everything, right? So you just type in, what does it take to find inner peace? Here's what I discovered. Meditation. That's, that's right up on the top of the list. Mindfulness exercises, along with meditation, they rate really highly. Yoga. Uh, yoga rates really highly as a way, way to find inner peace. Connecting with others. Reaching out to family and friends made the list. Knowing your ideal self. I don't actually know what that means, but it was on the list. If you know your ideal self, you'll have peace. Uh, one, one, website, one website said um, that the way to find peace is to accept what is. Yeah, exactly what I thought. Okay, I don't know what that means. Um, uh, someone said, get out in the fresh air and get the blood pumping. That's the way to find inner peace. And that's just the first page of Google results. The truth is that we live in a world, don't we, that, that sort of hungers for peace. Everyone, we, we might not say it like that, we might not use those words, but, but everyone wants, and I'm not just talking about the sort of no more war kind of peace, although that would be really good, especially this year. 
But I'm talking about that inner kind of peace, that sense of it's okay with me, that my heart and my soul is okay, that kind of peace. And people do all kinds of things to try and find that sort of peace, don't they? Some people want to stay at home and watch TV. Other people want to get outside and hike up a mountain. That's what peace looks like. That's what chasing peace looks like for them. Some people want to meditate alone. Others want to get their family and friends together and have a meal or party. That's what peace is for them. Some people want to spend money on day spas and holidays. And other people say, you know what? You give me a good book and a cup of coffee and I'm at peace. We, we all have our preferences. But if we're really honest, all of those sorts of things, they work some of the time, don't they? Some of the time. They might work for a while, but most of those things, they don't really last as a way to find inner peace. I mean, sitting at home and watching TV is great until someone says, you've got to go to school, you've got to go to work. Meditation can help until it doesn't. Holidays are fantastic, but we all know that feeling. You've been back at work a week after the holiday and you find yourself scratching your head going, did I ever really go on a holiday? That feeling of relaxation and peace in the holiday, it's all gone. I've only been back at work four days. But back to Christmas. Christmas is coming and it's coming fast. And in this series, uh, we're asking ourselves what Christmas is really all about. And the obvious answer, the cliche answer, at least when you're sitting in church, is that it's all about Jesus, right? You know, Jesus is the reason for the season. But we're digging deeper in this series and asking, well, yes, but so what? I mean, so Christmas is about Jesus. There's a whole nativity story. Christmas is Jesus' birthday. But so what? I mean, why is that important? Why does that matter to me? What am I supposed to do with that here in Australia 2,000 years after that happened somewhere half a world away? That's what this series is all about. We're going to look at what happened when Jesus was born and why it's so important to us living our lives in this country 2,000 years later. Last week, we read the story uh, that Luke put together. Luke says that he, he researched and he asked, a bunch, asked everyone, did a whole bunch of interviews, and he put together the story of Jesus' life. And he, he, he wrote it down, and he wrote down an account of the birth of Jesus. And we read it from Luke chapter 2, uh, from verse 10. We focus specifically on what the angels, uh, Luke says, that angels arrived and they spoke. And we, we focused on the words of the angels where they said in Luke uh, 2 from chapter 10, Do not be afraid, the angel said. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you and he is the Messiah, the Lord. And we talked about that word joy. We, we talked about joy and, and, and what Christmas means in terms of joy and how we can find real lasting joy because of what happened at Christmas. But that actually wasn't the end of the angel's message. We're going to read on today from uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 13, where it says, Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel. They were praising God and they were saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace 
to those on whom his favour rests. All of a sudden there wasn't one angel, but Luke says, a great company of the heavenly host. That's Bible language for a whole lot of angels, right? Not one angel, not two angels, not 10, not 20, but hundreds, probably thousands of angels filling the sky. And their message was glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace. On earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. The message of the angels at that first Christmas was that there was something about the coming of Jesus that would bring peace on earth. This wasn't a new idea. 700 years before Jesus, there was a prophet, a man of God, who who heard from God and, and shared with the people God's message. His name was Isaiah. And he shared this message that he believed he heard from God. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. The people walking in darkness, that would be us. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And from verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Isaiah said that there is a chosen one coming from God. There is a chosen one coming from God and he will be the prince of peace. He will be like the the ultimate bringer from peace. When it it says the prince of peace, it's a bit like we call Elvis the king of rock and roll, right? Or Serena Williams, uh, the queen of tennis. You know, because it's like, like, you know, they're the the founder of or the most influential in. And we say that Jesus, that the holy one that will come of God will be the prince of peace. Isaiah is saying and the angels will say that the birth of Jesus opened a new way and a different way for people to experience peace. A different kind of peace and a new kind of peace. I want to talk today about how that works. How does that work and what does that look like for us sitting here 2,000 years after all this happened? Because in our world, I don't know about your world, but certainly in my world and the world I see around me, peace is really linked to our circumstances, isn't it? I mean, if I'm relaxing and having a good day, that's peace. If my work is good, that's peace. If my family's all going okay, that's peace. If it looks like I'm going to make the credit card payment this month, that's peace. I mean, is that what the Prince of Peace came for? And is that what it's all about? That sort of stuff? Like, was Jesus born so that that our circumstances could work out and I could be happy and healthy and financially stable? Listen to what Jesus himself says about peace. This is toward the end of his life when he's he's, he's beginning to, to prepare his followers and his disciples to live without him. They didn't know that it was coming, but he knew it was coming. 
John remembers these words, John 14, 27. Jesus said, peace I leave with you and my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus said, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Jesus is saying, the peace that I'm going to give you, it's a different kind of peace. It's going to look different from the sort of peace that you hear about out there in the world. He said, I didn't come to give you a kind of peace that's about relaxing in front of the TV. This isn't, this isn't the kind of peace that comes when you're happy and healthy and the kids are all doing their thing and, and everyone's you know, just, just in a nice spot. This isn't the kind of peace that comes when you have a, a perfect holiday or a romantic dinner or a day on the beach. It's not that kind of peace. Because that kind of peace is temporary. It does this, it comes and it goes as our circumstances go up and down. That's a kind of peace that's linked to our circumstance. And Jesus says, that's not the kind of peace that I came to bring. Jesus comes to give us a peace that begins with following him and trusting him. Jesus comes to give us a kind of peace that begins when we trust him, when, when we let go of control of our lives, when we give him control of the things in our lives, when we hand them over to him and we say, I'm not going to worry about these things. I'm not going to be anxious for these things. I'm no longer going to fear these things. I'm going to give them to you and to trust you with the result. That's where peace comes from, the kind of peace that Jesus was born to bring us. Paul lived uh, after Jesus, a generation or so after Jesus. And he would write this to a church that he was sort of mentoring and pastoring. Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 5. Paul writes, The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, the peace of God, which transcends, means is over and above, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Paul writes, don't be anxious. God is near. The Lord is near. That's what Christmas is about. God's not far away anymore. He's here. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious, but give everything over to God. He's saying in prayer, just give everything over to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, the peace of God which is beyond understanding. This is the different kind of peace that Jesus is talking about. That that kind of peace will guard your hearts and your minds. Which is kind of Bible language to say like, you know, what you're thinking and your emotions. It's sort of like, it's a language for all of you. Christmas. The coming of Jesus gives you and I the opportunity to experience that kind of peace. A lasting kind of peace that isn't connected to your circumstances. It has nothing to do with how good work's going or how healthy everyone is or what your finances look like or how stressful things are at home. It's a kind of peace that, that is above that and beyond that. 
a kind of peace that comes when you give your worry and your stress, when you sort of give it all over to Jesus and say, I'm no longer... I'm no longer going to hold on to this. I'm no longer going to stress about this. I'm no longer going to own this. I'm going to give this to you. And what remains is peace. It's not peace like the world gives. It's not about temporary relaxation. It's not about everyone being healthy. It's not about school being easy or work going okay. In fact, the peace that Jesus offers has nothing to do with anything that's going on in our circumstances. The peace that Jesus offers has nothing to do with what's going on in our lives. Is that it has everything to do with who we have in our lives. It has nothing to do with what's going on in our lives. It has everything to do with who we have in our lives. And that's the person of Jesus. That's what Christmas does. Christmas takes a God who is far away and who is inaccessible and it makes him here and now. That's the wow message of Christmas, friends, is that God is now here and he's one of us. It gives us full access to God through the life of Jesus. That's the real lasting peace. That's the kind of peace that was born on Christmas Day. So this Christmas, let's not, let's not confuse the temporary peace that comes with holidays and parties and presents and all of those good things for Christmas. Let's not confuse that kind of peace with the birth of the Prince of Peace. When you see big peace sign in a shop window, let's not confuse that kind of peace, which is, if you buy this, you'll feel good. Right? Let's not confuse the kind of peace that says, I've got all my family together and the turkey got cooked just right this year. That's going to be peace. Let's not confuse that kind of peace with the coming of the Prince of Peace. I don't have to go to work for two weeks. And what's better is, and we all know this, there's all those public holidays and stuff, so actually it only costs me one week of annual leave, right? We all know this. This is the best thing about Christmas, isn't it? You get, you get like bonus holidays. It's like 20 days off and only 12 days of annual leave, right? Let's not confuse that kind of peace with the coming of the Prince of Peace. Christmas is an opportunity. It's an invitation for you and for me to embrace the Prince of Peace, to embrace the person of Jesus and to make a decision in our minds and in our hearts to no longer hold on to all of those things that stress us, to no longer hold on to the control of this is my life and I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to sort this out and to release that to release that to a God who is here, a God who is alongside you, a God who is in your life, who knows everything that's happening in your life and says, give all of that to me. I will take that from you and I will trade you for peace. I will take the stress and I will leave you with a kind of peace because I am with you. And your circumstances are still going to go do this, right? 
The boss is still going to heap extra work on you. School assignments are still going to come. Your parents are still going to be nasty to you. Your brothers and sisters are still going to be annoying. The coming of Jesus isn't, isn't, isn't some sort of magical promise that everything's going to be easy. It's a promise that in the middle of whatever comes your way is the person of Jesus. And as Paul writes, that, that in every situation that you can give anything that comes to you in the moment that you can give that to Jesus, you can unload that on him. That you don't have to hold that stress. You can unload that on him and you can accept from him a kind of peace that comes because he is with you. Whether it's in the highs or whether it's in the lows that Jesus is with you. That's the promise of the real Prince of Peace. That's what Christmas, that's what the peace of Christmas really means to us here 2,000 years later. That's the good news of Christmas and the peace of God. Thank you.